Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our readings this morning are from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 through 16, and 20 through 24. The Reverend Charles Way is preaching. His sermon is titled, Maybe We're the Pieces. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are a few highlights. Today at 11.30 a.m. on Zoom, the Reverend Dale Trunk will be facilitating the final installment of his Perspectives class on Pope Francis' encyclical letter, Fratelli Tutti, We Are All Brothers and Sisters. Next Sunday, November 29th, is the first Sunday in Advent. As we make our way toward Christmas, we invite you to mark the time each week with an Advent wreath or, if you don't have a wreath, a simple progression of candles. Saturday, December 5th, we will have a virtual Advent retreat on Zoom from 10 to 11.30 a.m. For details, take a look at the announcements. As today is Dedication Sunday, if you haven't already, I invite you to take a moment to fill out your stewardship pledge card, either the electronic form linked in your email or the physical card mailed earlier this month. And when we get to the litany of trust in the worship service today, I invite you to hold a space of intention as we dedicate our gifts and ourselves to the ministry of Christ for the 2021 year. And now, in preparation to worship, you are invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God. In gratitude, we gather in God's name. To remember our purpose in life. In gratitude, we gather in God's name. To worship God, whose love surrounds us. In gratitude, we gather in God's name. The hope of the world and the light of all life. Let us worship God. Sing with Jesus' birth, 
Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Source of all love, giver of all good things, when we open our hearts to you and absorb the abundance you provide us every day, we give you thanks. When our worried minds blind us to your generosity all around us, forgive us. Open our eyes that we might be awake to your presence and goodness everywhere. And now, in silence, we continue in prayer to you. Hear the assurance of forgiveness. God's love is forever. God's forgiveness is ours. Praise be to God. Alleluia. Amen. A reading from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, beginning with the 11th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, we give you thanks for these ancient words. Open our hearts and minds that we might hear your word for us this day. Amen. For thus says the Holy One, our God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses, and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
A continuation from the book of Ezekiel. Therefore, thus says the Holy One, our God, to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, Yahweh, have spoken. Here ends the reading. Good morning, Congregation, the Seventh Avenue Presbyterian Church. I am the Reverend Charles Way, currently working as the youth minister at Sleepy Hollow Presbyterian Church in San Anselmo, and it is an honor to be preaching for you this morning. The last few weeks have been pretty interesting, haven't they? Not to mention the whole of 2020. We're struggling with so many things right now, all of the problems related to COVID, the social distancing, not being able to spend time with friends and family, the disease itself and how scary it is and how paranoid it's making people, the sickness and the death that it's brought into the world. I never imagined that I would live through something like this. And to be honest, the whole thing is still a little surreal sometimes. The concern over COVID has put climate change on the back burner for a lot of people, but just because we're not talking about it right now doesn't mean that the problem has gone away. We've been dealing with civil unrest in different parts of the country, racial justice issues everywhere, social justice issues everywhere, people going without food, people going without a roof over their heads, and the political climate has just been toxic. In the time leading up to the election, I kept having the same argument with some of my friends, an argument that has not gone away now that the election is over. The argument is about how polarized our country is right now and what we should do about it. Some of my friends say that we need to keep the lines of communication open and we need to keep dialoguing with people no matter how backwards and hurtful their opinions are because that's the only way we can change anything. Other friends, and I have to admit that I often find myself on this side of the argument, say that some people's opinions aren't just wrong, they're harmful, psychologically damaging, and that we need to remove ourselves from that rhetoric in order to protect ourselves. This means shutting down the lines of communication, getting away from those people, not listening. Not exactly what I would call Christian behavior, but why bother? I know they're never going to change their minds. Have any of you ever heard about the phrase cancel culture? It's a term that's been around for a while, and I didn't really understand it until recently, but it's the idea that when someone does something wrong, usually a celebrity, they don't get any second chances. We boycott their shows, 
No one's allowed to hire them for anything. The general public turns against them. Their career is over. It's a little extreme, but this is what some people think they deserve. And a lot of people have brought this idea into their personal lives, especially on social media, and especially with this highly polarized election. I've seen so many posts on Facebook of people saying, if you believe this thing, if you think this way, if you vote for this person, then please unfriend me. I don't want you in my life. And while I personally haven't posted anything like that, I've certainly unfollowed people who I thought were posting problematic or upsetting things on their pages because I just didn't want to see it. And I know I'm not the only person who does this. But the end result, and I think this is true for a lot of people, is that we've all created virtual echo chambers for ourselves, where the only people we interact with have very similar opinions to us. Everyone just exists in these cliques, and we become less and less tolerant of people who think differently from us. We understand each other less and less, and I think we start to lose the ability to be compassionate with each other, or even work with each other. This isn't how we should exist as a society. This isn't what it means to live in community, and this certainly isn't what God wants for us. In our text today, Ezekiel is speaking for God and describes the Israelite people as scattered sheep. Ezekiel goes on to say that the shepherds were supposed to take care of the flock, but instead the shepherds abused the sheep, and in later verses he accuses the shepherds of destroying the land and destroying the resources that were supposed to be for everyone. There's a lot of similarities between what is happening in today's text and what is happening in the world right now. We are a divided people, and one could argue that our leadership has not taken care of the flock. The shepherds in this text, of course, represent the leaders of Israel. There are two distinct audiences here, the people, or the sheep, and the leaders, the shepherds. But they might not be as distinct as we would like. It's tempting when we read scriptures like this to sympathize with the victims, to think that we are the victims. But we have to remember we can just as easily be the villains of the story. I don't think any of us can claim to be completely innocent for the state of the world right now. There's this concept in Judaism called tikkun olam, which is the idea that the world has been shattered into pieces and that it's our responsibility to bring the pieces together to make the world whole again. There's a scene in one of my favorite movies, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, where Nora, who is Jewish, is explaining the concept of tikkun olam to Nick. And Nick says, maybe we're the pieces. Maybe we're the pieces that need to be brought back together again. 
We all need to take responsibility to bring the people of the world together. We have to be the kind of shepherds that take care of the flock. And in this time of thanksgiving, as we give thanks for all of the blessings that God has given to us, it is equally important to remember those who do not have enough. Jesus tells us to feed the hungry, heal the sick, and comfort those in need. It's tikkun olam. It's being a good shepherd. And we can also be thankful that God has given us the ability to do these things. November is typically the month that many Presbyterian congregations focus on stewardship. Stewardship is how we take care of the church. It's how we support each other and how we support the church community. And stewardship is what allows the church in turn to support the wider community. We cannot ignore God's call for us to shepherd the people. We cannot ignore the pain that this division in our society causes, the damage that it causes. The world is broken, but God has given us the ability to heal the world. Thanksgiving is going to be an uncertain time for a lot of people this year. I know a lot of people are planning to modify their typical Thanksgiving celebration by eating outside, socially distancing, and wearing masks when they're not eating. Some people will be limiting the number of people at their holiday gatherings or preparing their own food to bring so there's less risk of surface contact infection. Some people won't be seeing their loved ones at all. We all have to navigate this pandemic in whatever way we feel is appropriate, with whatever level of risk we feel comfortable with. But I do pray that you are all careful. This holiday season, we can show our love and care for each other by protecting each other from this horrible disease. For those of you who do end up with friends and relatives this Thanksgiving, please stay safe, both in your body and in your heart. Now is the time to set aside political differences and to love one another. In a year during which we have lost so much, let us be thankful for what we have and for what we can do to make the world a better place. Remember that with each good work that you do, you are practicing tikkun olam. You are being a good shepherd. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen. As the chant leads us into the litany of gifts, you are invited to hold a space of intention that you might feel the spirit of the community as together we dedicate ourselves and our stewardship commitments to the ministry of Christ. 
for the coming year. We do not travel the road of life alone. It is God who graces us with friends, family, and communities, including this family of faith. We have become part of this family, some for weeks or months, others for years and decades, yet we are one church family. It is God who calls us into community together. Whether we enjoy good health, or become ill, whether we prosper or falter, whether we stay near or travel far, in our living and in our dying and beyond. We are part of this family, connected, nurtured, blessed, upheld, and remembered. It is God who creates this family and invites us to take our place in it. As members of this family, we each have varied gifts in different measures. It is God who is the source of all our unique gifts. We hold these gifts, our time, talents, resources, and lives in trust. It is God the giver who trusts us with these gifts. Trust is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul. Trust hopes. Trust waits. Trust calls us to action. Trust leaps out onto thin air. Trust risks. Trust believes that the actions of one will be joined by the actions of others. Affirming these things, we pledge our trust to, and our trust in, the 7th Avenue Church family. Affirming these things, we pledge our trust to, and our trust in, the 7th Avenue Church family, as we dedicate ourselves and our stewardship commitments to the ministry of Christ for 2021. Amen and Amen.
One of the ways we care for one another is to pray. So let us continue in prayer, offering prayers for the world, for the whole human family, and for ourselves. Creating God, we give you thanks for the sparkle of life illuminating the earth, for the streams and hillsides, for the deserts and tundra, for the animal and plant life. We pray for a spirit of care as we tend the mystery of life within and around us, that we might help bring together the broken pieces, honoring their stories and the wholeness they offer. When a new member joins Seventh Avenue, our tradition is to acknowledge that the one joining the community will be changed by the community and that the community will be changed by the individual. We pray that we might carry this awareness with us in the world and in our virtual spaces as we meet new people and perspectives and bring our own. Grow in us a sense of curiosity and resiliency. It has indeed been a challenging year with more yet to come. As we move forward together, we give you thanks for the ways we have been upheld, cared for, and offered hope. And we continue now to voice our prayers of gratitude to you. Prayers of deep thanksgiving for being part of the beloved 7th Avenue community for the last 35 years. Much gratitude to the spirit that first drew me here in the mid-1980s, open loving hearts with a passion for social justice is still so present today. I give thanks to God for our community upholding me in very tough times and celebrating with Peter and me in joyous ones. I am grateful for daily talks with my 96-year-old mother, for being able to stay connected with friends and community via Zoom, for walks at the ocean and the warmth of the sun and for a safe and quiet home with two adorable kitties. Oh God, thank you for your faithful presence amidst all that we've gone through this year, for holding us in our fear and our loss and our grief. For the big and small ways I'm learning to let go of what's familiar in order to receive new gifts. For the grandchild that will be born into our family, who I cannot wait to meet. For all these gifts and more, thank you. We make these prayers in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We are all just walking each other home.
us to walk in each other home. We are all just walking each other home. We are all just walking each other home. Now go and take care of God's people. Be the good shepherds that God needs you to be, and gather the broken pieces of this world together to make our community whole once again. God is with you, and with God's help you can be as brave and strong and as loving as you need to be. Heal the world, and be the face of Christ for everyone that you meet. Amen. Creator God instill within you a spirit of creativity. May Jesus the Christ live inside of you and help you to remember to love and forgive others as well as yourself. And may the Holy Spirit always be with you as you make your way on this journey that we call life so that you will never be alone. Go in peace. Amen.
Thank you.